Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into another episode of the Paul Leslie Hour. And now your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us on the Paul Leslie Hour. I am honored that you are here. If you would like to support the Paul Leslie Hour, you may do so. Just go to thepaulleslie.com. You're going to see a PayPal donation button. Any support is most appreciated and keeps the show going. This episode is dedicated to Mr. David Hoosier. He has returned from the area of the country known as the Shoals, Muscle Shoals, Florence, Alabama, etc., where so much great music was recorded, including the great song, When a Man Loves a Woman, recorded by Percy Sledge. Percy Sledge was a great singer. I was very honored to interview him. This originally broadcast on FM radio back in the day. Percy Sledge, I think, is rightfully considered one of the true legends of all time in soul and R&B. His song, When a Man Loves a Woman, was a hit song in 1966. It's received continuous radio airplay ever since. The song reached number one in the U.S. and went on to become an international hit. Percy Sledge was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the Louisiana Music Hall of Fame, the Delta Music Museum, the Carolina Beach Music Hall of Fame. Rolling Stone magazine listed Percy Sledge's When a Man Loves a Woman 54th in their list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. There were other songs, of course, that Percy Sledge recorded. Some of his other classics would include It Tears Me Up, Take Time to Know Her, Love Me Tender, Cover Me, I did this interview back when he was, I believe, 69 years old. Most of you know that Percy Sledge has sadly passed away. He passed away in 2015 at 73 years of age. It was a great honor to interview Percy Sledge. I hope you enjoy listening. And after you're finished, I hope you listen to some of the wonderful recorded music that he has left us. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Leslie presents, and now your host, Paul Leslie. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the man we're speaking with is the one and only legendary Percy Sledge. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, Paul, it's a pleasure, man. It's really a pleasure. So who is the real Percy Sledge? That's me. <laughs> the, the man himself. What was life like growing up? Oh, just hard work. I was going to school, church. A lot of good people where I grew up around. But I was a, a country boy. Worked in the field, so I got to be about 15, 16. I mainly going to church on lots of ideas when I was a kid. And uh, the people I grew up around were nice people in uh, Leeton, Alabama. And what kind of music did you grow up listening to? Oh, like I said, I sung in church. And uh, but most of the music, really, we lived so far in the country back then, we didn't have one radio station. So I grew up listening to country music mostly. And late at night, I would hear uh, uh, Randy and Ernest Record Mark come out in Nashville. 
But uh, at the end of the day, uh, anywhere, you know, doing work in the field, wherever it's country. And my favorite singers, people like Hank Williams Sr., Molly Robbins, Jim Reed, all these guys I grew up listening to. Do you remember the first time that you started to consider yourself a singer yourself? Everybody thought I'd be a singer. You know, I, all my classmates, all of them done class night we graduated. They predicted me to be on Broadway one day in the future when I, when I graduated, but I never thought, but I finally played Broadway. Me and Wilson Pickett, a bunch of us played on it. That was a big thing to come to that my, my, my classmates predicted. But being a professional singer, no, I never thought I'd ever be there because I was playing baseball and, I was very good at baseball, and I thought I was going to be a baseball player. But I'm glad that I tried to be a singer. I was blessed, and God blessed me, and he's been blessing me all these years. And I made a lot of people really happy all over the world. That you could, I never thought I would see the parts of the world that I've seen, so I'm very happy with my career. So tell me about the first time you went into a studio to record. I was so green until I couldn't really get scared. I was just having fun. And the guys act like they wanted to help me. And Roger Hawkins and David Hood and all of them. They was Jimmy Johnson. They was good friends of mine. And they was all professionals because they had cut records behind people like Wilson Pickett and all those guys. But they really liked me. And and they took me on their arm, especially Marlon Green and, and Quinn Ivey and his wife, Jeannie Green. Those was wonderful people I grew up around in the studio. Next thing you know, I cut a song called When a Man Loves a Woman, and, and everybody just came in my corner. They started writing songs for me, like Cover Me and Dark End of the Street. All those songs, that come, a lot of them come from the guys around the band. Well, tell us but about then, that song. How did you come to create that song? Oh, When a Man Loves a Woman was a true It's about things about my life, you know, when I was in high school. And uh, I just made it up one night and um, stayed at the uh, Elks Club. It was called uh, Why Did You Leave Me Baby at First. And I just started hauling this tune with J.R. Richard and Lewis and Wright. Lewis is on bass and Wright was on keyboard. I just started hauling this, this melody that I had been singing all my life when I was in the field picking something cotton. And uh, Quinn Ivey happened to be at the party that night. He liked the feeling that I had in my voice. And he asked me, was I interested in recording a record? I told him, yeah, you know, because everybody had predicted me to be a singer, and I would love to be one. So, so when I'm home up a little studio in Sheffield, I say, uh, why don't you come by and see me and see what we can do? I said, what was that song you were singing? I said, which one? He said, the one that I never heard before. I thought, oh, you must be talking about why you leave me, baby. I said, that's something I just made up on stage. He said, well, I tell you what, if you could keep that melody in your head, I said, well, it's impossible to forget it because that's all I ever hum whenever I get sad, you know. And, uh, and he said, well, will you write some lyrics around that song, that melody? I think you'll have your great record. And believe it or not, uh, I ain't had no dream. I came back to Quinn about three weeks later over in Sheffield. He asked me first, you got any words for that song? Why did you mean I said, man, no. I said, you know, ideas when a man loves a woman, he can't think. And I said, I told you, I wrote this song about a girl. He said, hey, that's it. Said, man, I've been a DJ for so many years. And I said, I never played a song 
tired of when a man loves a woman. Say, so let's go from there. So let's write around when a man loves a woman. So what I did, I just reversed the lyrics of Why Did You Leave Me Baby in my mind and put lyrics in there about when a man loves a woman, what all he do and how could she leave him? Leave me. I would give her my last dime. I'd, I'd do anything for her. And if she is having somebody else, then I'm the last one to know. Everybody's know before me because loving eyes can never see. And I just went on from there. So I just reversed the story. What's it like having a song that's that famous? I mean, Rolling Stone listed it as one of the best songs of all time. What's it like when you have a song that so many people love? Well, to be honest with you, Paul, I, I, I've had that question asked a million times. It was it was uh, God's lesson uh, for me to have a song like that. He, he fixed it for the melody to stay in my heart and in my mind. And it was meant to be. You know, but uh, as far as the people and the world, it's one of the most greatest feelings that a man could ever have to have so many, many different nationalities and people all over the world that love this song. And where I have taken it, I have been just about everywhere in the world you can think of. And everybody knows this song. How can I describe it, man? It's one of the most greatest uh, feelings that a man could ever, ever witness in his life. I thank God every week, every day for being so wonderful to me throughout my life with such a song and giving me the power and the strength of voice like what I have to sing songs uh, for people to enjoy and love one another behind, you know, especially songs like Cover Me and Take Time to Know Her and Warm and Tender Love, I Left Feel. All these songs people just really fell in love with me about. Well, that song, Take Time to Know Her, we actually had a listener her name is Cindy. She wrote in about that song. She wanted to know about how you came to do that one. Well, believe it or not, we was in the studio one day. We was cutting the album. That's right after we had did a, I think it was our second album we was working on. It was called the uh, Percy Sledgeway, I believe it was. And I picked most all the songs in there. And we was doing a song by Smokey Robinson. You really got a hold on me. And uh, this guy comes busting in the studio while we was writing the middle of this song. And this was the only song I ever cut with the whole band. I had the horns, the voices, the rhythm, everybody was there. Quinn said, man, what in the world is going on? I said, who's that coming through the door? And this guy just come on through. I walked over to the second tier and everybody said, I'm looking for Quinn Ivey and Percy Sledge. I got a great song. So Quinn said, okay, guys, let's take a break. Say we can't do it anymore. Anyway, it's time for lunch. Let's take a break. Let me meet this guy. So he went up to the control room. He had two yellow long pages of lyrics in this song. He came home early one night, caught a kissing on another man. He shot the man and he shot the woman and all this. So Quinn looked at me. He said, "Percy, uh, we can't sing nothing like that. <laughs> you see, like this song." I said, no, I said, I'm like you. I said, we can't send no lyrics like that to our fans. Gwen really turned the song down. But Marlon Green was still there when everybody was going to lunch. And Marlon said, Percy, is, uh, is there anything about this song that you like? I said, i tell you. Those first two verses, I love. I said, but the other part, he said, let's tell you. I said, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to sit down in the middle of the floor. And we're going to scratch out all this slander stuff and just call it Take Time to Know Her. 
And we kept this verse about came home early one night. He called a kissing on another man. We were scared to death because we thought that this verse would kill the song. So we sent it to New York to Jerry Wexler. <laughs> and Jerry Wexler wrote back and told us, say, man, say, congratulations, you guys got another smash. And so guess what's selling the song? We said, what, came home early one night, called a kissing on another man. <laughs> we we thought we had boo-booed on that, because we didn't want to say things like that in our music, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but to come behold, that was really hope to sell the song, take time to know her. And Mama said, son, I told you, you know. <laughs> and right now, I'm finna go to the carousel, and I go every year for Mother's Day for the last 25, 30 years, and they love this song all over the West Indies and the Caribbean. They all get the fuss and say, why don't you come back for us next year? No, he's coming to us next year. You know? <laughs> so it's a special treat down in those islands for the mothers, because everybody buy their mother's tickets to come to the concert, and it's like a special thing, and their favorite song is Take Time to Know That. You mentioned a minute ago, you said that through music, you've gotten to travel all over the world. Is there a place that you've sung that you liked more? It's a destination that you like a lot. I would have to say it was Germany because uh, I sung my songs in Germany more than any country in the world. And the people respond toward me better than anybody in the world as a whole. Now, when I went to Africa the first time, it was unbelievable. Well, I was only there for 17 weeks, and I only, I'd never did go back again for the concert. But believe it or not, it was sold out every night for 17 weeks, six nights a week. Wow, that's amazing. It had never been done before. That was the greatest tour ever done on the continent of Africa over there in that part of the world. So why do you think the audiences in Germany and Africa respond so much to your music? They're very much like my audience here. They just like to sit down and listen to me sing. Now, when we were younger, they did scream a lot, but they were finally even, even quiet now because they wanted to hear me sing. And now since they got older, they really, there's no screaming. They just enjoy themselves just sitting there relaxing and listening to my voice. Do you have a favorite song that you've recorded? Yeah, I would say When a Man Loves a Woman was my favorite. And then Cover Me, it had to be the next one. Well, tell us about Cover Me. Well, Cover Me, I was excited when I first got that song, period. The time I heard it, I knew that uh, that I could do this song. I wasn't worried about it or nothing. And that they brought it in the studio, and the poem read such good lyrics, and the melody was kind of shaky, but when I work with it uh, myself, I, put it, I always do songs the way I want to do it anyway. And uh, I just felt good about it. It was written by Eddie Hinton and uh, another good friend of mine, Pug, and I'm up there in Muscle Shows. And these guys, was uh, they were just wonderful. Eddie was a great guitar player in a lot of my songs. And of course, Pug was one of the good writers. He wrote a couple other songs for me, him and Dan Penn. But uh, like I say, we was like a family around Muscle Shows. And these guys just took me in, man. I was the only black dude that was in the whole organization. The rest of them was white. All the musicians was white except for the horn section out of Memphis. That's when we got Bowlegs and all them to come in from Memphis and overdub the horn. My boys group, my rhythm section, everybody was white. But people really couldn't believe that. 
The song, When a Man Loves a Woman, it's also been covered by so many artists. You know, Art Garfunkel, he did a great version of it. There have been a lot of people who've covered it. Is there a favorite cover version of it? Well, I like everybody singing my songs, you know. Uh, the only one I could say would have to be a guy, I forgot his name, but he's from Africa. But uh, he didn't sing it like me. He sang it like most people do with my son. They sang it their way. But I can feel him more deeply into the song than anybody I've ever heard sing it. You know, he wasn't trying to do something that wasn't there. You know, he was doing what he felt from within. I could feel that. So I would have to say it was him, but I can't think of his name. It's been so many years ago. But I still got the record. It's up in my attic. But uh, it was it was a great cut. Because uh, so many other guys, like Michael Bolden, did a good cut on it. And, uh, a couple of guys from Europe did a good cut. What's his name, Garfunkel, you said? Yeah, Art Garfunkel. Yeah, he did a great job on it. So it's been a great an instrumental. Oh, my goodness. It's been so many great instrumentals done. And, you know, the first time I ever sung with a with an orchestra, I was in Europe, in Germany. In Germany? And uh, me and my good buddy wanted to sing the song uh, Sailing. What's his name? Uh, Christopher Cross. Christopher Cross. Yeah, we were together there for six weeks. And that was the first time. <laughs> That's the first time I ever sung when a man loves a woman, and I'll be your everything with with an orchestra. And I was just completely scared to death after all the years of my experience, because it was so much different. So many curves you had to be way watching out for. So what's called told me said, look, man, so all you got to do is just fall back and wail like you do on a soul when you sing this soul to soul band, you know. But it's more different than that. It's 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 a lot of it's a lot of different singing behind orchestra. I don't care if it's your song or whatever for hmm. the first time. But after I got it done, then I could you know I understood it better. Now I'm fixing to go up and do one in New York. I think it's in July or August. I mean, uh, Temptations and whoever that somebody else, but they wants to come do a couple of songs with orchestra. You mentioned The Temptations, you mentioned Christopher Cross. I'm sure all these years in the music business, you've gotten to perform alongside some really great acts and, and singers. Is there any that stick out in your mind that you're especially fond of? Oh, well, I like them all because I make friends with everybody. I'm always grinning like a chess cat. That's <laughs> what George Lenz always say about me. He's always grinning like a chess cat, you know. I would say uh, people like Otis Redding was great. Uh, Eddie Floyd, one of my best friends, Clarence Carter, Wilson Pickett, Four Tops, Temptations, of course. But uh, some of the closest guys are Young Rascals, very close to me. Rod Stewart was somebody I admired so much also. But it's I could go on and on, Paul, because I'm a type of guy that... Uh, I just enjoy people. I enjoy being around them and having a good time performing. That's, that's quite a list right there. I think you say I could go on and on. I've sung with so many great singers in my career. That song, When the Man of the Woman, started it all off. You know, everybody wanted me everywhere and every type of show it was, even in Hollywood on Broadway and Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood Bowl with the Beach Boys, all this. I did all these things. Opera House in Australia. 
It's that song. Of course, I've had a lot of great ones, but... When you look back on your life, what are you most thankful for? For my health and for what God had done for me and gave me the strength to sing. I'm thankful for him for putting this voice in me to sing songs like what I've sung for so many people in the world. And I'm just really thankful for everything, and I put God in front of all of it. If you could put it into words, what is it you like about music? I think music is one of the most greatest arts in the world. The way I learned my songs, I go and I get up on Tennessee Riverbank there in Alabama, most of the shows Alabama, and they put me out getting the woods with the woods behind me and the water coming out the dam and the nature around me, you know, is what give me this feeling of singing a lyric to so many people in the world. So I think it's it's one of the most greatest things in the world when you can sing a song. Sing a song. I don't care who you are. Where people can hear you and wants to hear, wants to hear you and enjoy you. It's not. This may let seem like a strange question. What is your all-time favorite meal? Ton of greens and neck bones. <laughs> I'd rather eat that if it's fixed right, like my mama used to fix it than anything. But today, uh, more than dinners would be uh, beef. I like steak. Country steak, fried steak with gravy and fried country corn. That's what I would say today. Sounds good to me. Well, I have have one final question. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to this interview with the legendary Percy Sledge. My last question for Mr. Percy Sledge, what would you like to say to all the people who are listening in from around the world? Oh, I would like to say to them, thank you for so many wonderful years of your support. And I want to say to them that I thank God for giving me the voice to sing my songs to you. Uh, for all of these years that I've been out here, and I've really been blessed, and all of us blessed. And uh, I want to wish you all the best, and God bless all of you. And maybe I can get to another song. But I, I meant to tell my fans, too, that I'm working on my first gospel album, so it should be out before long. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, and my Christmas album. That'll be my first Christmas album. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to the gospel album. Yeah, I am too. I got a lot of great songs to sing on that album. So a lot of artists wrote songs for me, like Eddie Floyd, Rod Stewart, so many great writers. So I'm looking forward to that. But tell my fans that I love them, and I will never, ever forget them. Even when I'm in heaven, I can still see them and think about them because they've been so wonderful to me throughout my career. Well, Mr. Sledge, thanks so much for this interview. It's been a real pleasure to speak to you. Well, Paul, it's always a pleasure, man. It's been nice talking with you. All right. Well, God bless you. Okay, same to you, Paul. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to the Paul Leslie Hour. Hosted, written, and produced by Paul Leslie. Intro theme song, Alexander's Ragtime Band, written by Irving Berlin, performed by Dan Barrett. Outro scatting G-Things, improvised, performed, and produced by John Goodwin. Until next time. Goodbye.